0: Hello? Hey, hey, are you, are you Anthony? Wake up! Are you ready to are you, are you ready to record the podcast? Oh,
1: yeah. Sorry, Mike. I'm on this new sleep aid. It's called Mr. Deeds 2002, directed by Stephen Brill. Are you at a point in your life where you go when you decide to make a f- a film? You say, I want to make this film somewhere where I can be on vacation.
2: Yes. And then I said, Im- uh, Imagine if we did it in Hawaii. How great that movie would be. And they were like, Yes, that's a very artistic idea. I was like, Yeah. <laughs> The reason it's a funny story is because it's a true story. <laughs> Terrific. They just inherited 40 billion dollars. Look, Butler. Boy, you kind of snuck up on me then. I am very, very sneaky, sir. The Country Club. Please. Sorry about that, dude. Fine dining. Thanks for stopping buddy. This is a humble From the producers of Big Daddy. Rich boy. Get ready. Chop that wood. For the most unlikely billionaire. Adam Sandler is... Ooh, that got you right in the throat, huh?
0: Mr. Deeds. (laughs) PG-13. In theaters everywhere, June 28th.
1: This one's going to be fucking rough.
0: (laughs) Well, we've already gotten out of the way that Mr. Deeds, 2002... Directed by Stephen Brill. 2002, we will it'll come to be known that two thousand two is a banner year for Happy Madison productions. The quadrilogy, if you will, that they've released in two thousand two, starting with Mr. Deeds, the next three, Master of Disguise, Eight Crazy Nights, and The Hot Chick. This Jesus. is gonna this is all gonna be one year. It's gonna take us it's gonna take us in real time, like five years, to get to <laughs> oh, all these movies. If they're all like this
1: one, then yeah. Uh, So, anyway, Mr. Deeds came out in 2002. It was uh,
0: was a remake of a 1936 Frank Capra movie, which who would have ever thought (laughs) that Adam Sandler would remake a movie? I could be a good director, guys. (laughs) From the 1930s. (laughs) I've never seen the original Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. Um,. But, I, I'm sorry I didn't do my homework on that one. <laughs> yeah,
1: but, dude, what the fuck? You didn't do
0: your homework.
1: Yeah. But, it, I think this is literally Adam Sandler like, yeah, I'm cultured. I, <laughs> I know I know who Frank Capra is. Like, <laughs> come on. Who doesn't? I'm yeah. going to remake one of his movies. Fuck you.
0: Yeah, I've, I mean, it, it, God forbid he remakes It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> oh my God.
1: It's a wonderful film. <laughs> so, the cast It'd of this pro- movie. Like, It's a Wonderful Big Mac. like. <laughs> The, the cast of this movie, we got Adam Sandler, Winona Ryder, John Turturro, Alan Covert, Peter Gallagher, Jared Harris, Eric Avari, Conchata Farrell, and Steve Buscemi.
0: As crazy eyes. What a
1: character. <sighs> the budget for this movie was $50 million and the box office was $171.3 million. So, did a little better than uh, The Animal. The Animal was only, you know, only doubled its money. This tripled it, more than tripled it, so... It's safe to say it did better than uh, The Animal. How did it fare uh, critically? Critically. Let's see. Rotten Tomatoes, we got a 22% critic and a 59% audience to be expected. The audience is
0: higher. 1% below being a fresh score for the audience.
1: The overall consensus is this update of Capra doesn't hold a candle to the original, and even on its own merits, Mr. Deeds is still indifferently acted and stale. I could have told you that without even seeing the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, well, who would have expected that this is all oh, this is gonna be this is gonna top the original nineteen thirty six Frank Capra classic. It's probably like Frank Capra's a very like prolific filmmaker, particularly like early classic Hollywood nineteen thirties, like it's a wonderful life. Mr. Smith goes to Washington, it happened one night. This Oh, did that come through on the No, it's fine. Oh, okay. Well, at least... Yeah,
1: maybe. I got a text on my computer. It didn't come through. We're good. All right. So... <laughs> Whatever. But, yeah. The, anyway, Best. At, what a good segue for Best and Worst Review. The Oh, I got a 24% Metacritic. Yeah. Best and Worst Review. The best is 75% from the Miami Herald's Connie Ogle, says, surprisingly sweet and, dare we say it, old-fashioned, with an engaging sense of humor that's a definite improvement on lame, lowbrow efforts such as Little Nicky.
0: I mean, it's a it is an improvement over Little Nicky, but Little Nicky is not by is, much. Little Nicky is abysmal. It's like
1: saying it's like saying the shit I took this morning was better than the shit I took last week. Like
0: no, but I mean, here's the difference: is that like Little Nicky is just like at every turn, obviously bad. This is just like very plain and inoffensive and just very again stale. Like the, boring. You're gonna see a lot of reviews. are gonna say that it's stale. Like that's yeah. kind of what it feels like. Um, and then the worst is a zero from Michael Atkinson at the Village Voice. Stay home. Your entertainment-seeking efforts would be better expanded, perusing old phone books, the white pages.
1: (laughs) Not even the yellow pages. Got them on the white pages.
0: Jesus. The yellow pages would be far too exciting for what this film would (laughs) offer.
1: I feel like Joe dirt's the yellow pages. This one's the white pages.
0: <laughs> I remember, and I remember us talking about Joe Dirt. We were like, "Man, this movie's fucking boring. Like, this might this is hard to get through." Are we gonna retroactively look back at every movie we do here and be like, "Man, it's at least not as bad as that last?" It's
1: scary one. movie syndrome, where it's like, yeah. "That sucked." And then scary movie two came out, and was like, "Yeah, the first one wasn't that bad. This one was awful." And then the third one came out, and was like, "Man, the first one was great, and the second one was not that bad. The third one's awful." That's scary We're movie. We're gonna regress, a,
0: yeah. Like even you, you're talking about how like, oh, I love Deuce Bigelow. That was a ch- that was a magnificent beat of cinema.
1: And it's like, uh, man, I just want to laugh once at a movie. Is that so much to ask to laugh at a comedy? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay.
0: Like, we maybe got one or two in here, but we'll get into those later.
1: Okay, so. Any you, re- you remember anything about this movie?
0: No, the only thing I remember is you bringing up many a times that you had a, a, a nostalgic soft spot for this movie's trailer because there was a scene where he drinks Hawaiian Punch out of a water fountain. Yes! Who wouldn't want that? Well, everyone, Hawaiian Punch is a god-awful beverage. You shut your It's literally mouth. just sugar water.
1: I know, and it's good. I drink you too. You don't like you either, do you?
0: That really, uh... See,
1: I'm I'm just into sugar water. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't know. Okay, so the plot of this movie, just a word of warning to y'all, it's a fucking mess. I don't I don't know. Well, it's I mean to be clear, it's, it's just following, mishmash it's of following shit.
0: the template of a movie from the 1930s. So. No wonder it does feel outdated and stale and played out and, and old-fashioned, as a lot of these reviews have sta- have said, because it's like, it is like that. It's, it's basically just taking a 1930s story, but then just, like, adding Hawaiian Punch and Wendy's jokes to it. <laughs> so, uh,
1: it opens with Newsflash! Billionaire Preston Blake is dead!
0: There, once again, the sad footage
1: we've been watching all day. A beloved visionary who turned a single radio station into
0: a global media empire, Preston Blake, dead at 82. More after this.
2: Watching the Blake Broadcasting Network. The stock of Blake Media, the parent company of this network, plunged this morning on the news of Blake's death. It bounced back after a statement by Blake's longtime number two, Chuck Cedar. And all the King's horses and all the King's men couldn't save Preston Blake from becoming a human popsicle. And sources indicate that Blake, who was single and had no children, did not leave a will. So, who inherits Blake's 49% stake in the company's stock valued at $40 billion? We'll discuss that with people close to Preston Blake, including his longtime barber, on tomorrow's Inside Axis. Until then, I'm Matt McGrath.
0: So he was climbing Mount Everest and he froze to death. That's how he died. Very funnily, clo- uh,
1: froze to uh, froze on Mount Everest. He like a uh, very cartoony.
0: Yeah, and then he it's revealed that he has no immediate family to uh, transfer his inheritance onto, except for. Adam Sandler, who is like his his like great nephew or something. Yeah. It's like some great nephew once removed, like very disconnected from the f- from the immediate family. And then they go find Longfellow Deeds. Yeah, our is, two
1: our two um owners of the company, uh Cecil and Chuck.
0: Yeah, well Cecil I I really thought was F. Murray Abraham for a good portion maybe of maybe not Chuck.
1: I don't remember. Cecil and, uh, who's the other one? See, this is how fucking, yes, Chuck, I was right, Chuck Cedar, the CEO of Blake Media and uh, the uh, general counsel for Blake Media, you know, the bad guys, they immediately like, okay, well, our founder's dead, we have to find the heir, and they find out that Longfellow Deeds, who lives in the middle of bumblefuck nowhere.
0: Yeah, which, it looks like he, he landed in the set of Joe Dirt. Yep. Mandrake Drake they, Falls. They really do New look Hampshire. Like, they really do look like they just keep reusing sets and locations and and jokes too. So, so uh, there was one joke actually in that last scene that I that I thought was kind of funny. They get a fax and somebody says, "Who here has a Dr. Mendelssohn? And then uh, Eric, what what the was Cecil? It? Cecil. He raises his hand and he's like, "Congratulations, sir! You have a spastic colon." <laughs> You I know, know. It, it just came out of nowhere. There's was... a lot
1: of those jokes here where they just come out of nowhere and it's like, okay, I, I guess that was a joke. It has
0: nothing to do with the scene, but cool. Yeah, so then it, they meet Longfellow Deeds, which I really, I was expecting his first name to literally just be good. I was expecting good. his name to be Good Deeds. <laughs> it might as well have been. So we find out we
1: Mr. Deeds, Longfellow Deeds, owns a pizzeria, lives above it, and Basically, he is the nicest motherfucker in the world. Yeah, and
0: I feel like this is this is 100% a vanity project for Adam Sandler. I mean, most of these Happy Madison movies are, but this one to an absurd degree. He's like everyone in the town loves him. He's like helping old black ladies cross the street and <laughs> Yeah, it's, like, it's it's like
1: all kinds of shit yeah, that just like writing hi- writing him to be the most nice motherfucker. Like, you want to hang out with this guy. Yeah,
0: and it's like... And I've heard from a lot of people that Adam Sandler genuinely in real life is, like, one of the nicest people in Hollywood. I've heard he's nice, yeah. Yeah, but it really does just feel like... It just feels very... so cynical where he's just like, oh, I'm the nicest person in the world. I'm so generous and I give all this money to everybody and I'm humble and... We're expecting that this is going to be the lead up to when he gets all the money. He's going to become a-, a greedy, selfish See, this is... asshole, and then <laughs> there's going to be the turn, and then he has to remember who he was. But that never happens. This is
1: why we have to do our homework and watch the original movie because if we watch the original movie, we probably realize that. But we're fucking stupid, and we're not going to watch a movie from the '30s for fucking Crappy
0: Madison. I'm sorry. I'll I'll do I'll I'll report back on a later episode if I ever do watch uh, Mr. Deeds yeah. Goes to Town. Yeah, you know what?
1: I'll probably end up watching it too. But anyway, he owns the pizzeria, he hires all his friends there, his best friend, one of his friends, Jan, pretty much runs the place when he's not there, because he delivers all his own pizzas, because he's just that nice of a guy, um, he can- and he has an affinity for writing greeting cards. So much so that everybody in the town, he's like the town's local hero, and they he live reads some of his greeting cards. Um, here's an example of that right here.
2: 50 years have passed by with laughter and tears. Do you remember when we went to the zoo and that time we drank all the beers? <laughs> beers, oh yeah. <laughs> I promise to love you for fifty years more. Even when your bosoms sag down to the floor. Oh yeah! Oh yeah, that was awesome! Oh I'll be chewing.
1: So yeah, they just love everything this guy does. They would, they just lining up to suck his dick.
0: Yeah, and it's also all of his uh, greeting cards. Are like that, where like, he has some sort of, like, joke about, like... Well, it's a greeting be, card, yeah, well, yeah. It's supposed to be
1: shitty jokes. Yeah. <laughs> but they're so bad, not even Hallmark will take them. Yeah. So oh,
0: until, until uh, let, the we'll, end we'll, of the We'll film. get there. Yeah. We'll get
1: there. Spoilers, Mike. Jesus. Yeah. Can't it's jump foreshadowing. The gun it. It, yeah. Okay, great. Do yeah. you think Adam Sandler knows what foreshadowing is? <laughs> no, because... No, seriously. Do you think he knows what foreshadowing is? <laughs>
0: No, because it's not a Wendy's menu item. <laughs> <Okay. so>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. So moving forward in the in the town, we meet all the people in the town. They're all really nice. You I mean, know, Steve Buscemi Steve. as
0: Crazy Eyes, who he lives behind like a, 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 he lives behind like a steel bear walls. Like, he yeah, like, he's like in jail or something. I don't know. I just wanted to mention it so I could play a
1: clip so we could just get some funny, some funny jokes in here. Here's here's a Crazy Eyes.
2: Crazy Eyes. <laughs> 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 hey. Eight. How you doing, pal? I got your pizza for you, just the way you like it. Oh, yes. French fries and Oreos. You know me all too well, Deeds. What are you in for? I'm doing a one-nighter for biting Ed the Mailman. Guy was trying to cast a spell on me, you know, like a wizard or something. Are you sure about that? I don't know. Maybe he was just waving. Hey, who are your friends? Oh, this is Chuck and Cecil. They're from New York. I don't like them.
0: Okay. Nice seeing you. Okay, so that's crazy, guys. Yeah, it's probably not even funny. It's just that oh look, it's Steve and By Buscemi. comparison,
1: by comparison, it's fucking hilarious. You just look at
0: Steve Buscemi, and you're like, oh, he's funny. He'll help us. Yeah, but yeah. even if you're not laughing at what he's saying, you're still holding out hope. So you're the, like, you're you're waiting to laugh. Like you're ready for it. Yeah, but this movie, this fair. movie is
1: so soulless and unfunny that Steve Buscemi look is like fucking George Carlin. It, it's it's amazing. Yeah. So they take him back to the uh, New York City. To New York just want to segue really quickly. As they're going to New York City, there's this media company, which is essentially like Entertainment Tonight or what, what's it called, the, or like the, or, E News or uh, or a, oh, what's what's the tabloids called? Uh, um,
0: oh, what was it? The, like Insider, Inside Studio. Whatever, or whatever. They they basically want to
1: TMZ. That's what I'm thinking yeah. of. They're like a TMZ style company. and They really want to find out what's going on with Longfellow Deeds' fortune, and they or Mr. De- or Deeds' fortune, and they find out, you know, through a reporter that Longfellow Deeds. ...is the one, lived in New Hampshire, but they made a stop on the jet, taking him to New York. They made a stop in Connecticut so they could go to Wendy's. Now,
0: it's not, like, why did they need to stop specifically in Connecticut to get Wendy's? Whatever, not that's like, not even
1: the point. It's just, I'm just, I'm just going to play the clip. They were
2: supposed to arrive at Blake Media at 5, but they made an unscheduled stop in Connecticut. I'm so oh. happy I got the Big oh. Bacon Classic. Thanks for stopping, buddy. This is unbelievable. Happy to do it, D.
0: I'm not frosty treating you, Cecil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got some in your beard. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. I got him big time. Man. And how specifically <laughs> they have to name drop specific menu items, like to the to the letter. Oh, how much did
1: Wendy's pay? How much did <laughs> Dave Thomas was probably still alive when this happened? How much did Dave Thomas pay out of his pocket? To get Adam Sandler
0: to say, big food, ba- to say Big Bacon Classic and Frosty. <laughs> big Bacon Classic and Frosty from Wendy. Oh, God. So we have
1: that, and then we have this scene is just a fucking disaster. <laughs> so they're on the jet. They're going
0: back to New York, and two things happen. One, Adam Sandler's, like, bad-mouthing the Jets as a, as a team, and he's like, oh, sir, you wouldn't want to do that. You own the Jets. And he's like, oh, really? That sucks. <laughs> yeah, which I chuckled at being a Jets
1: fan. Rest in peace, but, you know. Rest in peace to the Jets as a team? No, rest or... in peace to me because I'm a Jets fan, Mike. Uh, Watch some football. Uh, Jesus. No. So, well, rest in peace to David Bowie. Oh, okay, <gasps> just, just to preface this. I fucking love David Bowie. I cried for an over an hour when he died. I was distraught. This scene made me hate
0: even Bowie. <laughs> Adam Sandler picks up a banana And for no reason at all Just starts singing Ground control to Major Tom Just,
1: just, nope Don't even, Mike You can't do it justice Just listen to this
2: This is Major Tom to ground control I'm stepping through the door And, and I'm floating, floating in a most a peculiar way and the stars look very different
1: today oh here am
0: i sitting in a tin can that's right anderson far above the world planet earth is
2: blue and there's nothing i can do
0: Party pooper! I felt like it was it was Do- Bowie himself. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I'm
1: just I can't, I can't. I'm going insane, Michael. <laughs> I am. I'm spiraling right now. <laughs> like, uh. I, 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 David Bowie greenlit that Bowie himself, the mastermind, David Bowie, the Mad Lad. Greenlit
0: that allowed Adam Sandler to give his own soulful rendition of Space Oddity. I feel like we should just end the review right now. <laughs> just end
1: it. Just end it. Like, that's it. Yeah. Jesus. Anyway, whatever. We have to get beyond that. They get to New York. They land on the roof. You know, some one of the reporters comes by and snaps a picture. So they find out, oh, it's Longfellow Deeds, this schmuck. They go inside, and inside we meet John Totoro, the butler. <laughs> With a Spanish accent. He's fucking canceled. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's like he's playing a stereotypical Spaniard. It's yeah. really bad. He- here's just what- so
0: you understand, like what he sounds like yeah, in this role. Here it is. So this is where my uncle lives. Yes, huh? sir.
2: For the last thirty-five years of his astonishing life. Oh, you kind of snuck up on me there. I am very, very sneaky, sir. I see that. My name's Deeds. I am Emilio, sir. I am your servant. Servant? I don't want a servant, but you want to be my friend, I'll take that. <laughs> friends. Yes. Good friends.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not... Yeah. J.B. Smoove is in this scene, too, as the elevator guy, just because... Damn. Yeah. I like J.B. Smoove. Yeah. <laughs> So then, yeah, so th- he finds out. Yeah, he he walks in, looks at the thing, finds out, you know, what it's all about. Yeah. He has this huge mansion that he's going to stay in for a few
0: days while yeah, the paperwork's being. Yeah, it's literally the next just the next scene is just him wandering around the mansion, just looking at everything, making getting- echo noises. But everyone, you know, all the chefs and
1: everything, the maids find out that he's actually a pretty nice guy. You know, um, you know, the, the point they have him there is they want him to just stay there while they prep the paperwork so he could sign the paperwork, give them the company. And give they'll just give Deeds forty billion dollars to go back to New Hampshire with.
0: Yeah, because they don't want him to actually oversee the company. They just want they want to just do it themselves. Yeah, obviously. So they're like, oh, we could just pay off this this nobody. So, so.
1: now we find out a bit more about Deeds himself. Yeah. As if we needed to find out more about Deeds, as if he's such an interesting character. We need to know every aspect of this schmuck's life. Yeah. We find out that he has a frostbitten foot.
0: Yeah, and it's like he takes the, the shoe off, and it's like completely black. It's, it's like disgusting. The scene, It's like the scene in Drake and Josh when Josh dropped the the weight on his foot, oh. and it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. Fucking disgusting. And he has
1: John Turturro
0: start beating it with a fire poker. Yeah, it's just to see. He's like, look, I can't feel anything in it. So you could beat my foot and nothing will happen. And then there's a scene where he's like, oh, oh, why'd you do that? And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, ha ha, I fooled you. Yeah, because he's such a cool guy. He's such a nice guy. Yeah. And then that foot is going to become very integral later on in the climax.
1: Okay. So now we Mr. Deeds is becoming, Longfellow Deeds is becoming major news. All right. We meet Babe Bennett, played by Winona Ryder.
0: Yeah, I couldn't get over the fact that I'm like, her name is Babe Bennett, and then I had to remember, Oh yeah, this is a movie that was made in nineteen thirty. <laughs> so yeah, that is the character's name in the original the film. The broad's as well. name Babe. It's the thirties. Yeah.
1: So she works for Inside Access, this tabloid show, and what they wanna do is they wanna set up deeds. You know, they wanna be on the top of the news stories. So what they do is they her and a coworker um, stage stage a robbery where he steals her purse on the streets of New York because research indicated that Deeds wanted to meet a girl by rescuing her the same way his father met his mother.
0: Yeah, that also wait that that make I did not remember that that was the reason why I thought it was oh just I don't because, remember either I'm reading from the Wikipedia page I just <laughs> I just thought that that was that Mr. Deeds is just like the most heroic. Masculine person ever. He's just just like, oh, I'll stop every mugging on the streets. Like I really thought that it it goes as planned, except you know,
1: Deeds takes a little further. He beats the shit out of the the... out of the
0: guy, out of the out of the the, uh, supposed mugger. Yeah, because
1: just because you know, not only is he the nice guy in the world, he's also strong as fuck. He could just beat people up too. And and while
0: oh, and while Renota Ryder is like like, faking along that she's being robbed. She keeps saying, like, help, I'm being molested. Like... <laughs> yeah, I don't... I don't... It's... Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, so after... After uh, Mr. Deeds saves her, she starts to meet her. You know, he walks with her, and he, you
1: know, he starts to get... You yeah. know,
0: immediately he's
1: stricken yeah. with Babe. Like, And then, he lo- and then love she her.
0: reveals that she's from a small town as well, from Winchesterton Fieldview Iowa. Yeah, Winchester and she, Fieldville,
1: Iowa, and she uses the fake name Pam Dawson. Yeah.
0: So she she knows, like, well, obviously that's a fake town that doesn't exist, so I could just lie to him. But then, oh no, we'll find out later what <laughs> happens there.
1: There's a lot of foreshadowing in this yeah. movie, Michael. He said he
0: doesn't know what foreshadowing is. I think that he nails it right here. I think, but, I think
1: Stephen Brill knows what foreshadowing is. I don't think Adam Sandler does. Well, Frank Capra does. I don't know. Who... who Who's to blame for this movie? I can't wait for Mr. For- I'm just blame. You know what? I'm just gonna blame fucking Frank Capra for this. <laughs> Fuck you, Frank Capra. <laughs> You're an asshole. All right. So he has ba- he has uh, Babe out on a date. Pam, whatever. He has Babe out on a date, and um, Babe says, "Yeah, because I'm gonna get a good story on this guy. So I'm gonna pretend to like him, and I'm gonna go to- with him wherever and get good stories on this guy." Takes her out to dinner and uh, just while he's there there's another table full of people who recognize him who worked with his with his uh, uncle
0: yes yeah, who are also a bunch of like rich snobby uh uppity high society one's an people. opera singer
1: who only speaks in opera like yeah. he sings everything as every opera and of course he looks like kind of looks like pavarotti he's like a fat guy with a beard like cuz that's every opera singer ever looks just like pavarotti yeah.
0: But anyway, they're over there at the table. And and they're, like, ribbing him. They're, like, giving him a hard time, like, making jokes about him. And then Adam Sandler decides that because he's such a nice guy, but then he also decides that he's going to fucking ballroom, like, brawl with all of these. He just
1: beats the shit out of all of them. Forgot to mention, he also gives uh, the table next to him and finds out that it looks like they're uh, on an anniversary or something or he's going to propose or something, and he gives them $20,000. Yeah. Just because. So he's yeah. a nice guy who beats the shit out of people yeah, that's, for making fun of him.
0: Yeah, it's 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 such a weird dichotomy. And it's not even like that's treated like a character flaw. It's just that like it's it's also a part of his 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 legacy. So
1: after that they decide to go party. Him and Pam, whatever, let's go party. Yeah. Blacks he wake- out wakes up drunk, goes to the news, find out he got drunk with John McEnroe, the tennis player, who plays himself in this movie. I don't know how much they had to pay John McEnroe to get in
0: this. But uh, you know who I want to know how they paid to get into this? Al Sharpton. In the very next scene, during the scene when they have the funeral for uh, the the the, the Longfellow for
1: for Deed, for yeah uh, Preston Blake Preston Blake, Preston Blake, Blake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: when they have the funeral for him, Al Sharpton is the preacher who's giving the eulogy, and this needs a clip because yeah, he, it's it's um yeah now
2: brother Preston is soaring with eagles high above because he lived a life of love yes he's flying way up high because he was a super cool guy he's gone away too soon it seems leaving behind his unfinished dreams this guy can make a fortune writing greeting cards Yes, we remember Preston Blake, a man with faith no man could shake, a strength no man could break, a character no man could fake. For goodness sake, let's eat some cake.
0: Yeah, Al Sharpton, who if you want to show up in a movie, like needs to have like Oprah in, in it. Yeah, if, it, and, but somehow Adam Sandler was able to convince him otherwise.
1: I don't know, man. Maybe he just said, "Look, I'm remaking a Frank Capra movie," and he was like, "Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, let's do it." I don't, I don't understand how he got him, but he did. Yeah. Adam Sandler is a God among men, I guess. So after, you know, after Al Sharpton goes up, Sandler goes up and says, "I want to say a few words about my uncle." I never really met him but and he rhymes and he he basically speaks like his fucking greeting cards poems and And then then he he opens the casket and he's still frozen solid and like springs up out of the casket his dead fucking body so he forces it back in and like breaks the arm to get it in yeah. And it w- it's a fucking disaster, as usual, and he gets on the news for that. Yeah. So, two bad news stories about Mr. Deeds. Um, yeah.
0: You're like, how is he going to bounce back from this? Well, one night while he's out on another date with Winona Ryder... And well, he takes her out on a date,
1: and she says more, tells him more lies. Like, I lived in this house with a red door and windows over in Winchesterton Fieldville and, you know, I'm a nurse...
0: I, you know, I help children out, and he's like, oh, that's so nice. Yeah. And then it turns out, oh, there's a burning building happening over. So then, like Peter Parker in the spi- in Spider-Man 2, he runs into the burning building to save this old woman and eight of her, all of her eight cats. So Throws them out one by one. He's like, oh, it turns out, he goes to the, to the
1: fireman, he's like, hey, I was a volunteer firefighter, I'm going to go in there myself. And it's like, oh, okay. Okay. So he climbs the building like fucking w- Spider-Man. I was
0: yeah, I was expecting when he went into the burning building. He was looking for the old lady. She was going to turn around and it was a Green Goblin's face. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So he goes in there and he starts, you know, throwing out the cats
0: one by one. And the fire firefighters have them like the trampolines, and then the, the cat—he's throwing the cats on the trampolines. There's one. This is a really funny part where he throws one of the cats, and then a dog just jumps up and grabs it in its <laughs> mouth. I thought just that was funny. Tears it to
1: shreds. Yeah. It's like okay, that one was pretty funny. Yeah. But then of course he jumps out with the woman. Of course it's a fat black woman because. They make you fun know, of them a lot. Subtle racism. Fat black women are funny, right? Yeah. It, so that, it's just ridiculous. So that as,
0: no, not only that, just like the reason, but it's like, oh, because they're fat, we jump through the trampoline and it breaks through the trampoline and she lands on the floor. But because she's so cushioned, she was able to break the impact of the fall. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's
1: it, whatever. He saves the day and everyone's so happy. The next day, you know, the whole time, uh, Babe was wearing a, uh, a, wired, a wire... Which was, of course, on her breasts because that's fucking funny. Yeah. So she was pointing the thing at every, she was pointing the camera at everything, and she got some footage and gave it to yeah. Inside. Like, oh, this is gonna be great. You know, he's a great guy. Let's put this on the news. They edit it to
0: make fucking fake news to make it look like he was throwing the kittens out of the window to kill them, and, and then and they play raping like raping the woman. Y- it was terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. I was like, and it wasn't
1: even believable. I guess the I guess the fuck one of the fucking uh things you gotta take away from these movies is don't trust the news media. Like I don't understand. It was terrible.
0: Yeah. So then after that, he surprises Winona Ryder by taking her on a trip. And where do they land? They landed in Winchester Fieldview Iowa Winchesterton Fieldville, Iowa. Which yeah, it's, it's a, a real, real place. It's a real place, and there are real people. And he thinks she that go- yeah. So he, th- he thinks that everyone is gonna know her there yeah, for some So they reason. go into
1: like a restaurant, like a diner, and he's like, "Check out who I brought." Yeah, it's, it's like,
0: Pam. Yeah, it's like Adam Saylor, Even if even if she did live in this town, Adam Saylor's still like so disconnected that he thinks that like, oh well. Everyone will know who you are immediately, well, just like me. Well, it's a like small me. town. It's a small
1: town, I guess. But she take, takes him in there, and he's, he's like, you know, I didn't even bother putting a clip for this because it's so stupid. Just like, hey, it's Pam. Remember her? And the old couple's like, aren't you the one that had the hump in your back? And she's like, yeah, I had a really big hump in my back. They're like, ah, oh, you were fucking ugly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that's the joke. And it's like, okay, let's, yeah. she got it. She, she, you know, she, she uh, narrowly avoided that one. Even then worse, he takes her to the house then that he she described. the house with the red door and the round windows; like it is the exact house she described. Yeah, but, but the w- weirdest thing is they—he's like, "Let's go inside," and she's like, "Okay, I guess." They go inside this house, and inside this house are three, like, blonde kids, and no parent, uh, no, no adults. adults. Yeah. Just they—they they open a house, and there's just three kids in a
0: house. It—I don't get it. Like. Was there a deleted scene that we missed? Was there, like, no, did and I and pass there's also, out? And literally, also, nothing comes of this scene, because what happens is they're, they're looking around the house, and then one of the kids starts choking, and because he thinks that, oh, Pam is a, a nurse who works with children, she could do CPR or the Heimlich maneuver on him. Yeah, here's, and- I'm just going to place a quick clip of this, like, a quick 20-second clip. How come you... <laughs> oh, he's choking. <laughs> We should
2: go. Help! What are you talking about? You're a nurse. Come on, help him. Stand back, please. Smack it out of him. Get it out of him. Smack out amazing.
0: him. you. out of him. Get Yeah, him. out of him. Yeah, the minute that that kid is, not, is saved, the scene ends. Like, we're back in New York, basically. Yeah, it doesn't even
1: show them. It, it, editing is a fucking mess. <laughs> it is just a mishmash of shit. Like, they were just, like, filming a New York scene, and they were like, oh, fuck, we forgot we filmed those fucking Iowa, Iowa scenes. We got to, shit. All, All right, right, just cut him in. Just fucking cut him in. We'll, we'll fit it. It's fine. Everything's gonna be fine. We have to we have to print the movie. You know, the movie's coming out in two days. It's
0: fine. Just put it in. <laughs> uh, so then he, he uh, takes
1: her back to her house like, oh, that was a great date, right?
0: And then he reads her a poem that he wrote for her.
2: Hard to breathe feels like floating. So full of love, my heart's exploding. Mouth is dry, hands are shaking. My heart is yours
0: for the taking.
2: Acting weird, not myself.
0: Dancing around like the Keebler elf. That was funny. Finally,
2: time for this poor schlub to know how it feels to fall in love. Couldn't think of anything else that rhymes but schlub.
0: Rob, have been Amazing, just that yeah. really tugged at my heartstrings. Like fucking T- Tennessee Williams could not compete.
1: <laughs> one of the greatest, just poets of our time, <laughs> Mr. Longfellow <Saint>. deeds. <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> oh, so, so then he plans to have a a big dinner celebration with. Uh, Winona Ryder, and he at buys out Madison Square Garden with the Knicks basketball uh stadium like backdrop. Setup. Yeah,
1: he, he literally has it at center court, yeah. and he's gonna propose to her. He shows uh Totoro the ring. By the way, forgot to mention Totoro has a foot fetish, and it's just a joke in this movie. Uh,
0: was it was the foot fetish? Uh, was it was it brought upon because of Adam Sandler's? Frostbitten foot, and I sure hope and not. And that's what birthed his foot fetish, or did he have one the entire time? We don't know.
1: I, I don't know. Yeah. I think I think it's the entire time. You mentioned like my uncle liked when I changed his socks. Whatever. It's they just try to cram so much shit into this movie that they they in its in its hour and thirty minute runtime. Anyway, so at MSG, he comes to find out that a clip plays on the jumbotron. It comes to find out that Babe who he knew as Pam, was lying the entire time. Yeah, she, she, Even though she started getting real feelings for him, he finds out, oh, you only went out for me to get a story for your new
0: thing. I, oh, yeah. Yeah, so, so then he decides that he doesn't want his fortune anymore, and so they say, like, what what should we do with the $40 billion? He's like, I'll just give it to some charity, whatever charity you want. And he's like, how about the, the United Negro College Fund? He's like, yeah, give so it to them. So they
1: donated to the United Negro College Fund, which actually spawns a pretty funny scene which we can't really show because it's visual. Uh, the head of the United Negro College Fund opens an envelope and sees the forty million dollar check and just fucking passes out like classic off of his classic desk. chair flipping backwards like yeah
0: and I there's there's uh <laughs> there's some funny a things theory be, a theory okay, so I. Stumbled upon a Reddit post That was actually brought to my attention By uh, a good friend of the show Nate Lamb who is the editor-in-chief For Before the Cyborgs Which is a website that I write movie reviews for And he linked us to a Reddit page That says Was Mr. Deeds responsible for a 23% decline In donations to the United Negro College Fund So uh, Mr. Deeds came out in 2002 So this post uh, It it compiles All of the yearly donation totals to the United Negro College Fund in 2002 it was uh, around 168 million dollars that year 2003 the following year after this movie came out 129 million the, and then the years after that 2004 is 153 million 2005 169 and then it just levels out from there so there is the a dip, ruin. there's a this, this movie was directly responsible <laughs> for a decline in donations to the United Negro College Fund. Well, they don't need it. They have $4 billion. Yeah, they, have, they have $40 billion. So it's like, oh, well, they're doing fine now because this is clearly real money that was given to them. Wow,
1: this movie's double canceled. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. So he goes back to um, New Hampshire. Babe goes to her boss says, you know, fuck you. You're a terrible person. I'm going to go find Deeds. And she flies over to New Hampshire and goes to the pizza place to find him. And who's there... But Jen, the Jen fat is there.
0: woman who, uh, and, and I don't I don't want to just like say like oh she's fat, but it's like Jen, the Jen, movie yeah. makes it a characteristic that she's a fat person too. Yeah, it's and just, and then there's like a like Kill Bill fight scene between the two of them. And there's a scene where Winona Ryder. comes out of nowhere. Winona Ryder, like, kicks her in the vagina a bunch of times. And she's like, What did you think you were kicking? I don't have any balls. I'm like, It would still hurt if you're getting kicked in the. She also
1: said something along the lines of I'm going to cut you into eight pieces of bitcheroni. I'm like, Do you cut macaroni? What? I don't. Maybe
0: beefaroni. I don't know. Dude, beefaroni is it's beef.
1: I wanna... It's so stupid. <sighs> Whatever. It it involves them throwing around, and then eventually they come to a truce. And she's like, "Yeah, you're really. I'll tell you where Deeds is. He's delivering pizzas to Crazy Eyes. Crazy Eyes mentions that long um, that um, they're gonna sell the company. They're gonna sell Blake Industries, and a lot of people are gonna lose their jobs. And he's like, "Wow, that's that's shit. I don't want that to happen. You know, all these people are gonna lose their jobs if they sell the company." As he's walking back
0: uh Pam, Winona, or the rider yeah. falls through the frozen lake and then she's like drowning and like and then she sees Mr. Deeds and she's like screaming for help and then Adam Sandler thinks that it's like another ruse yeah. for her. he's like oh I'm not going to save you. And so yeah, here's here's a
1: clip of that.
2: <laughs> Where do you got the camera hidden in the woods? No camera. It's
0: so cold. Please.
2: You're going to get mugged in there too?
0: I'm so sorry. I really love you. B-b-b-b- bullshit.
1: He eventually uses.
0: He takes off his shoe with the frostbitten foot and then kicks through the ice to break through it because he doesn't feel any pain in that foot, so he could just keep kicking and use the force and kick through. But it's like, why could? Why couldn't you just keep your boot on while kicking? Like, there would certainly make more of an impact if you have a boot on that foot. And, Rather than just your bare foot kicking against the ice, like I don't know, it's... whatever he saves her life, and then they rush back to the auction for the for the company. Yeah, the shareholder
1: meeting. Yeah, he kept turns out he walks in and he's like, "Oh, you you don't have any ownership in the company. Ah, I bought one share, so he bought one share of the company, so he has a say in the company. Yeah, so he goes up on the stage and makes one speech. And this speech, I have to say, is even better than the poem. Here it is. Hello,
2: everybody. I'm Deeds. For a little while, I was a big part of this company. (laughs) I was wicked uh, rich and powerful. Now, being rich and powerful isn't a bad thing. Looks like the Monopoly guy over there is pretty darn psyched about it. But the problem is, what can happen when you decide that you would do absolutely anything to become rich and powerful? I don't know who licked the red off your lollipop today, son, but you are preaching to the wrong choir. All I'm saying is, when you were kids, did you dream about becoming a savvy investor one day? Who would think with his wallet instead of his heart? Come on, I know I didn't. I wanted to be a fireman. I wanted to be the guy everybody called on if they were in trouble. I wanted to help people. And yeah, I wanted to slide down those wicked awesome poles but money that was the last thing I thought about what about you sir did you want to be a fireman no I did not (laughs) truth be told I wanted to be a veterinarian cool why would you want to do that wanted to help sick animals and what do you do now I own a chain of slaughterhouses okay you kind of went the other way on that one didn't you okay in the back come on tell me what you wanted to be I wanted to be a magician. And what do you do now? I operate a pornographic website. That makes people happy also, I guess, but kind of in a grosser way. Who else? I wanted to be a senator. I wanted to be a florist. International House Pancake. I wanted to be a man! Oh, that explains a lot. I want her to be a ping-pong champion. But you're not those things you wanted to be, are you? Everybody made a compromise, then another compromise, and now you're about to put 50,000 people out of work just to make a quick buck? Come on. I bet if we ran into the sixth grade versions of ourselves right now, they would kick our asses all over the place and put bubble yum in our hair for even thinking about doing this. He's right, I would have beat my greedy ass red. I would have
0: thrown myself off the merry-go-round. I would have tied myself naked to a chair and burned myself with lit cigarettes.
2: Did anybody here dream about becoming a psychiatrist? Just kidding, pal. There's still hope for the kids inside of all of us. Please, don't break up my uncle's company. I always wanted to do that.
0: The fact that he thinks that he can get through to all these cynical corporate billionaires by being like, "Remember when you were a little kid? What would your little kid say to you if he saw you doing this?" It's Like, who give, you really think that you're gonna go talk to the Koch brothers and they're gonna feel <laughs> they're gonna feel guilty over the, this? Co- the
1: Koch brother? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> after that, the you know, it doesn't really lead to much. But then. Pam runs in with some paperwork earlier in the film. I forgot this even happened earlier in the film. Deeds finds his uncle's, his great uncle's diary and decides to read it. And in that diary, he finds a passage that turns out he knocked up one of his, and Pam does all the research linking this together knocked up one of his maids from Spain. And they actually had a child, so he does have a direct heir. So it wasn't Longfellow Deeds after all. It was John Taturo. John Turturro is the son, so he gets the money and he gets the company. And that's it. He yeah, gets the company, that's and he it. decides
0: not to sell it, and everyone keeps their jobs. Yeah, and all the billionaires grumble, and then, like, they get their comeuppance. And then Adam Sandler, with his money— Oh, yeah, just, John Turturro
1: just gives him a billion dollars. He goes, how about a billion dollars? I'll give you a billion dollars when you go back to New Hampshire.
0: He's like, all right. So well, I'll take then what he decides to do is he buys everyone in town a Corvette, a red Corvette, lied to the streets with them uh, first off i don't even know how this many cars are being able- are going to be able to drive in this tiny small town but yeah so him and
1: pam kiss they get married i guess go back to new hampshire where everyone owns a corvette and the movie ends with crazy eyes steve buscemi totaling his corvette and then cut to credits cut to Sorry. let my love open the door which has just been stuck in my head forever it that song should be illegal. You can't put that in movies. It's too fucking catchy. Okay, so, product placement. Remember how we talked about Adam Sandler loves product placement in his movies? The other previous films make... Like, the previous films have nothing compared to this.
0: Yeah, because, like, other Happy Medicine... For some reason, other Happy Medicine movies that don't have Adam Sandler, like Joe Dirt and The Animal, it was, like, very minimal product placement. Like, it took us a... Like, we were having a difficult time trying to pinpoint anything. This one... It is all over the place, like so literally you have, right in your face. Like so, you the, have some that are just like. There, like, like, displays, like Sony, the,
1: Budweiser. Every time they're drinking beer, it's Budweiser. There's big Budweiser ads in New York. There's big Sony billboards, you know? Yeah, all
0: the TVs are Sony's and whatnot. And then, like, I, there's a scene where he's eating Cocoa Pebbles. Like, I don't think he talks about the Cocoa but Pebbles it's, in But it's right scene. in
1: the middle of the shot. It's literally middle of the shot,
0: box of Cocoa Pebbles, logo facing yeah. you. But we already talked about the Wendy's. This is, like, the big one. Yeah, like,
1: there's three big ones. They're, the Wendy's is the biggest.
0: Yeah, because this literally, this scene stops the movie dead just to cut to a Wendy's. And it, it also, for some reason, it looks like a different quality film than the rest of the movie. Like, they're in the office talking, and then it cuts to like what looks like commercial footage of yeah, Wendy's. Yeah, yeah. Like... They
1: found some B-roll, and the best part is you don't even hear them. You don't even see them in the Wendy's. You see a shot of the Wendy's and them talking, and he's like, good thing I got that big bacon classic.
0: And, and it was clearly just B-roll of a Wendy's. Yeah, they literally just they took a clip of a Wendy's, and then they're eating the Wendy's in their jet, so we didn't even need a shot of the Wendy's because they're not even there. They just sh- they just had to show the Wendy's. And it's not it's not like they so there's were... a, this wasn't a mistake, Michael. Yeah. yeah, this wasn't a mistake. We're we're yeah, pretty clear on that. No, but I'm even saying like we could have even if it was just them sitting in their jet eating Wendy's. It's like they're still name dropping menu items and they're still saying Wendy's and Frosties like. We didn't need... And he, brings sh- it,
1: he even brings it up later in the
0: movie, too. He was like, Cecil's still thinking about that Frosty. Like, 30 minutes later. Yeah, he needed to remind you, the audience, that like, Wendy's exists and you're going to go get it after after you see the movie. I said it <laughs> earlier.
1: How much did Dave Thomas pay for this? <laughs> who, who at Wendy's went, this will make us millions. This is it. Mr. Deeds. Yeah. and then there's, Blockbuster film of the summer.
0: There's also the a Hawaiian Punch, which, like, you don't see logos of it, but it's like when he pushes the water fountain... And he takes a sip of it. He's like Hawaiian Punch. Like he name dropping the, the the. I product. feel like I feel
1: like he kind of looked at the camera, and went Hawaiian Punch, and then gave a thumbs up.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then of course the Corvettes at the end. Like there's
1: tons of Corvettes. And you see just the Corvette name. You know how on the back of the car just Corvette. Like you just yeah. see it. Like it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Okay, They're... so funniest parts.
0: Gotta, yeah, we got a. Have,
1: you, we mentioned one earlier the funniest part the dog catching the cat it was like, like Adam Sandler it's like wow they actually wrote a good comedy scene because you know comedy is all about the unexpected right yeah. that was pretty unexpected I appreciate that yeah. that was good the
0: other thing just Al Sharpton just being
1: <laughs> just, just Al like, Sharpton existing in this universe yeah. God, it's canon Al Sharpton exists in the Happy Madison cinematic universe as himself
0: Yeah. he doesn't even play a character he's just Al Sharpton yeah <laughs> Uh, And then and then we got some cringe cringe parts, so I think just in general, just I just cringe at Adam Sandler as a character. Yeah, that's both of us. Both of us
1: just agree. The biggest cringe part is just Adam Sandler.
0: Just just as a and it's not even like he's Little Nicky or a Zohan or some like obnoxious character. He's just being. Adam Sandler, just regular Adam Sandler. But because he is written to be such this squeaky clean, schmaltzy, nice, like unbelievably nice person, it just feels so saccharine and so disingenuous. It just just feels gross. The whole time I was just
1: rolling my eyes like, wow, this is a vanity project to the nth degree it was really
0: really bad yeah and it's like if it would have led to somewhere where it's like oh he would have he like became like a a a bad person because of his greed or something like that would have at least made it somewhat better but it's like it never gets there yeah fuck you frank capra yeah so it's just just a whole i i don't know if that's what happens in the original maybe the original he does like we're really we're really losing our credibility right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right
1: so Mike, what was your individual cringe part?
0: All right, well, the part where where Winona Ryder fights the woman at the pizza shop, I was just like, why one? Why are we doing this? And also, it's like again, they like they're, they're just kicking each other, in the twats, and it's yeah, like, it's, why this isn't funny? It's just like, eh.
1: it's unnecessary. It's like I feel like they need to pad out the length a little yeah. bit. But and then, th- of course, I mean, the biggest just, <sighs> ground control to Major Tom. Yeah, that that scene, every time I see that scene, I think I lose a year off my life. Like, it's that bad. And I don't... They could have picked any song. They could have (laughs) picked any song, but they picked that one.
0: Yeah, it's so bad. And it's... Yeah, that's... I don't know. even know what to say about it. It's I just... needed a palate cleanser. If you
1: haven't seen it, look it up. There's this clip of David Bowie saying meme school. I, I watched that as a palate cleanser. I felt a little better, but... Put the meme school clip in. Uh, here's the meme school clip.
0: <laughs> meme school.
1: <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, it, whatever. And too
0: good for this shit. It's uh, obvious. Do we even need to say it? Do we even need to say it? Winona Ryder is a, a, an underappreciated treasure of an she actress. She is a gem. And I can't believe that again, joining the pantheon of actresses who were forced to kiss Adam Sandler. Like I, <sighs> Vanity Project.
1: I'm telling you, Vanity Project. Who's the hottest woman in Hollywood that I could get? Winona Ryder. I will pay her a lot of money to be in this movie, so I could kiss her yeah. in the movie where I'm the nicest person on the face of the earth.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and and you'll you'll notice like from the the funny clips and the cringe parts like. With with the, the space oddity scene aside, like there wasn't really anything like like huge, like, oh my god, this like there's nothing about this movie that is gonna become like infamous within like the Adam Sandler happy Madison lore. It's just like it was a snooze fest. This movie is just overall, it's just very uneventful. It's completely unremarkable. Bro, there's nothing about it that's special. I had to
1: rewind at like a certain parts of the movie because I was just like losing interest. I was like look I would realize I'm looking down at my phone I'm like oh, I just missed ten minutes of the movie. I gotta rewind. Yeah. And then it's like, like yeah.
0: It's, there's nothing about it that's, like,
1: it's the definition of the movie you go as a teenager to the movies because you have nothing better to do than want to sit in air conditioning.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, it's, it's, like, it's, like, fuck it. Like, the, yeah, there's nothing that's, like, horribly offensively unfunny or awful. It's just, like, the general attitude of the movie is just, like, so, it's just so uneventful and just, just... N- it's just boring. I, don't, like,
1: I mean, I really hope the original isn't like this, because the original is, is acclaimed. You know? It's got, like, it's a great, you know, from what I could tell, it's a great movie. I've I'm never also seen sure it. that there's probably
0: no Wendy's product placement in the original, so. <laughs>
1: What's, it, like, a 30s brands that would be in the original? Uh, g- uh, camel. Camel cigarettes. <laughs> we had to stop in Connecticut for some camel cigarettes.
0: Got some succotash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! All right, so, <laughs> so in the vein of the product placement, uh, the heaviness of it in this movie, our final rating for this movie, I'm giving this movie four out of ten Big Bacon Classics from Wendy's, <laughs> and I'm giving it four Frosties out of ten. Yeah, this... it was a four. A four is like the definition of a movie where it's just like, yeah, it's bad, but there's nothing to say about it.
1: Although we did, I'm amazed the episode's this long. To be honest yeah. with you, I, I before we did this said Mike. I don't know how I'm gonna talk for thirty minutes at least about this movie. It's not happening. This movie so boring. Yeah, but I I
0: hope hopefully we did get a lot out of this though in our discussion. So right now we're at forty five minutes, so we're set. Yeah, this is a, g- a good return to form for us. Yeah, been away for a while, but we yeah uh, we had to take some little hibernation after the animal. It uh, worked out. Yeah, so all that well we'll be uh, coming out of our shells for next week's episode. Oof, oof. For next next time. Cause we're gonna take a, a trip down to the Turtle Club for the Master of Disguise. Oh my God, I've, Master of Disguise! I've probably seen this movie more than any Happy Madison movie I'm gonna, ever, and I'm it's not because this... I, and it's not because I watched it as a kid. This is all like from late, t- <laughs> like early twenties that I've I'm, been watching. This I'm probably movie gonna for. say
1: it in the episode, but here's a preview. I saw that movie in theaters with my grandmother because Stuart Little 2 was sold out.
0: (laughs) What a horrible fate for your grandmother. In Florida on vacation. I saw it in the theater. (laughs) I I can't imagine. I'm so excited to talk about that Oh, it's going to be a blast. I I recently watched it again like maybe a couple of months ago, and oh, I can't wait to watch it again. Oh, it's going to be
1: so fun. So (laughs) tune in next time. We're going to... We're going to go over the Master of Disguise. It's going to be a blast. You know, feel free to, you know, give us five stars on iTunes. Listen to us on Spotify. Tell yep. your friends. Subscribe.
0: Spot- on YouTube and on Apple Podcasts. And on Spotify. Twitter. We're on, every- We're yeah, on follow, everything. Follow our Twitter. It's, I believe, Crappy Madison Podcast on Twitter. It's in the description of this. Yeah. And Mike runs that. I, yeah, I don't know anything about and, it. And to close us out, Here's St- Space Odyssey.
1: Space Odyssey? Space
0: Odyssey by David Bowie. I was going to play... Let my love open the door. No, I, th- I think that we need to we need to we pay need to respects. do Space Oddity. We need to pay our respects to David.
1: Okay, here's Space Oddity by David Bowie. To hopefully play we don't.
0: Out. Hopefully don't, we don't get copyright canceled. Oh, we're right. gonna
1: get copyright canceled on it. We always do. So if this episode's not up on YouTube, you know why? So here's Space Oddity by David Bowie. See you later. <laughs> See you next time.